Assalamualaikum and hi everyone. Welcome to our Quran journey where we explore the sacred verses of the Holy Quran through Quran tagging, Quran journaling and tadabur. Our reflections are guided by resources from various medium as well as lessons from qualified asatizas. We are also not trained nor qualified, so we do not do our own tafsir of the verses. All of our discussions are based on our individual reflections, which may include our experiences and references. In the next part of this series, Ain will bring us through verse 155 in Surah Al-Baqarah, which will be the guide for today's reflection and discussion on overcoming calamity, specifically on tawakul. Let's hear it from Ain. Thank you, Ralph. And the ayat I chose today is from Al-Baqarah, verse 155. We will certainly test you with a touch of fear and famine and loss of property, life and crops. Give good news to those who patiently endure. Uh, actually, Ralph has already covered in our first few podcasts on patience and its reward. I remembered this as one of the most timely reminders because at that point of time, I just fought with my husband. And at that point, it was a very timely reminder. But the takeaways was that um, the iteration of the importance of Ibadah and how uh, it's a formula to keep clear of the temporary worries and having resolute faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, since we were focusing on the types of fatigue that uh, Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala likes, uh, fatigue of being tested with illness or facing a calamity, like in our current case now, COVID-19, the cases has risen up so much. As of yesterday, cases was up to 900 plus. And I can't help to worry for the high risk, especially children. Uh, and the poor elderly who are infected. Facing these times of uncertainty, making sure our relationship with Allah has to be a constant. Our faith teaches us that these two will pass and the believer sees in every moment an opportunity to reap blessings and rewards. And we have to remain optimistic in Allah, the All-Merciful, Ar-Rahman, and Eternal Refuge as samad Allah does not send us trials without also giving us the means to seek relief and to make our success easy. The real test of hardship goes beyond worldly concern and discomfort and how we choose to respond to it. So how do we overcome something that is beyond our control and how to overcome anxiety, for example? Reliance on Allah, Tawakul, is among the greatest acts of worship along this path that one required of us. And upon Allah, rely if you should be believers, uh, which is stated in Quran verse, uh, Surah 5, verse 23. It is a means to his pleasure and reward. So whatever thing you have been given, it is for enjoyment of the worldly life. What is with Allah is better and more lasting for those who have believed and upon their Lord rely. Sorry, in Surah 42 verse 36. It is among the greatest blessings that we have that enable us to nurture and maintain our faith. It is the source that inspires hope, contentment with divine decree and confidence during all times and situations, particularly during moments of fear and uncertainty. Allah promises to provide for the believer from where he does not expect. 
and whoever relies upon Allah, then he is sufficient for him. As stated in Quran, Surah 65, verse 3. Ibn al-Qayyim said, Tawakul, reliance on Allah, is half of the religion. As for the other half, it is inaba to return to Allah in all affairs and repentance. Okay, there are three categories of how to approach in to tawakul. So the first type of group of people who relies wholly on Allah without personally asserting any effort toward the end goal himself. So the term used to describe this concept is tawakul, uh, which is the contradictory tawakul as understood from the Quran and Sunnah. The noble companion, Abdul, Abdul Allah ibn Abbas, reported that the people of Yemen traveled for Hajj without sufficient provision, claiming to depend solely on Allah to provide for them. When they resorted to begging the people of Medina to take care of them, Allah revealed the verse and take provisions, but indeed the best provision is fear of Allah. This is exemplified in the context of the current global pandemic who claim to trust Allah to protect them from its harm while they themselves refrain from taking the necessary prescribed precautions. For example, uh, social distancing and sheltering in place in order to prevent the further spread of the virus. The second type of person takes the means to achieve the desired outcome. So, for example, while relying solely on those means and not on Allah. Prophet Noah could not convince his own son to seek refuge in Allah from the flood in the safety of the ark. His son defiantly said, I will take refuge on a mountain to protect me from the water. Noah said, There is no protector today from the decree of Allah except for whom he gives mercy. And the waves came between them and he was among the drowned. This action is sinful because it goes against the Tawheed for one to rely on other than Allah. And therefore, it contradicts tawakul. This is likened to one who seeks the recommended or necessary medical treatment for an ailment. However, he places his trust solely on the means, the medicine and the doctor, but does not acknowledge or trust in Allah as the one who ultimately provides the cure through those very means, giving them their effectiveness and potency. The third group of people are those who take the necessary means to achieve to achieve the desired outcome and place their trust in Allah to grant them success. This is the correct understanding of tawakul as taught and practiced by the Prophet, Prophet and every Prophet before him. One might wonder why Maryam was instructed to shake the dead palm as she was in the throes of giving birth. And shake toward you the trunk of the palm tree, it will drop upon you ripe fresh dates. So eat and drink and be content. It was, no doubt, her reliance on Allah and his divine wisdom in directing her to the action that provided her with the necessary means to give her ease in her time of difficulty. Likewise, during any time of uncertainty and fear, the people of Tawakul are those who remain steadfast in their hope in Allah to bring them through the test, while they use every permissible means to achieve that end. Hence, in the context of our current circumstances, we must remain optimistic and completely trust that Allah will bring us relief from this pandemic. 
At the same time, we must make every effort to take the prescribed precautionary measures and use this time wisely to engage and increase our acts of worship like dua, seeking forgiveness, istighfar, and giving charity, sadaqah. Of course, not forgetting being of service to others to the best of our ability. Jazakillah khairan Ain for sharing the knowledge and reflection with us. Tawakul is the act of reliance on God or trusting in His plan. Complete reliance on Him alone. It is an ibadah as practicing it produces strength, patience, contentment among others. Given its importance, there are various hadiths and verses in the Quran that details the importance of tawakkul. In Surah Al-Imran, verse 159, surely Allah loves those who place their trust in Him. He is the best disposal of our affairs and we should believe it from the depths of our hearts. When we tawakkul, we surrender to Him with a willing heart and trust in God's plans. With tawakkul, we should put in an effort to rectify the situation. Effort is necessary. In other words, we need to be proactive in fixing the problem while putting our trust in Allah and accepting His divine will. We also need to be wary to not fall into the trap of laziness, which is tawakul, as a basis for tawakul, as tawakul is reliant on Allah with effort to achieve objective. Having said that, we should also stay away from being arrogant and prideful in the effort that we put in, to the point that we attribute our achievement to our own effort and merit. I think the best example on tawakul that we are seeing right now, similarly with Ayn, I also think that um, is the way we navigate around the COVID situation. Yes, everything happens with Allah's will, but we also need to be proactive in keeping ourselves and others safe. So in our local context, this means being responsible in maintaining a good hygiene, observing safe distancing measures, and most importantly, receiving our vaccines when it becomes available to us. By making the effort to keep ourselves safe, we then tawakkul or surrender to Allah and have complete trust in Him that He will keep us safe. Similarly, when we face tests by Allah, we do the necessary means to achieve the desired outcome and place our trust in Him to bring us ease. I think this is one of the beautiful things about Islam, complete surrender and trust in Allah that He will bring relief to us. At the same time, we must make every effort to the best of our ability. If you are struggling in this domain, I will recommend Ustaz Mizi Wahid's book, The Art of Letting God for a Start. It is essentially about surrendering. Personally, for me, um, I think it's no secret for, for, you know, for, for the girls that you know I've been trying to conceive for the past nine years. So this in itself is actually tawakul because I leave it to Allah. I trust in Him that He knows what's best for me. But at the same time also, I put in the necessary effort to you know to to make it possible by going for you know by going for uh, medical appointments uh you know doing what whatever is necessary you know to make this possible so with that uh let's check in with the girls what are your thoughts um you know your reflection about today's uh topic what is tawakul like to you Marita, maybe we'll hear from you uh so for me uh what i feel uh, tawakul is is not to is trying not to stress about things I cannot control. So, for example, when I go for a job interview, I do my best to present myself. But after that, I tawakul because I have no control over what the interviews interviewers will think about think of me and my presentation. Right. So 
uh, just leave it to Allah to decide whether the job is right for me or whether it's my rezeki lah to get it. And then there's also this thing called the 90-10 rule. I don't know whether you guys have heard about it. So like 10% of life is made up of what happens to you and 90% of life is decided by how you react. So what this means is like uh, we really have no control over the 10% of what happens to us. So for example, we cannot stop like our car from breaking down or the bus being late and then it throws our whole schedule off. So uh, or like a, a driver may cut us off in traffic and make us late, right? And we have no control over this 10%. But the other 90% is uh, different. Like you determine the other 90% by your reaction. Like you cannot control like a red light and, uh, and you cannot control it from making you late by a few minutes, but you can control your reaction. So like for example, if somebody cuts you off, in traffic then you get all upset and you try to maybe tailgate them and like horn and them and then you let one car ruin your day and then uh, also if you lose your job and then you try and then you lose so much sleep or get frustrated I mean these are the times to practice tawakul and use that uh, worrying energy and time into finding another job because if you get stressed out it will only make your day worse and you never know that these setbacks may be like Allah's way to protect you from worse things or to give you better opportunities. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Tawakul uh, goes hand in hand. I mean, from what Mita said, uh, Tawakul goes hand in hand with patience. Um, because I think whenever we... You know, whenever we want something, we want instant gratification. So with Tawakul, we are we we have to wait patiently uh, and have faith that Allah will will give it to us. Uh, and have faith that it will come one day, but we need to we need to strive and work hard for it. So it is actually apt that you brought up um about having patience, you know, example, like having the patience at the red light, you know, someone like overtaking you, that kind of thing. So, yeah. Uh, how about uh, Nat? Okay, so I agree with what Marissa said that um, the 90-10 rule where, you know, your actions uh, sort of determine your outcome. Um, and for example, I mean, I'm Usually, when I'm faced with a problem, I will panic, panic, panic. And then after that, uh, when I calm myself down, I will actually, uh, I, I realize that, okay, if at the end of the day, it's really, if it happens, it means it's, um, it's due to, that God wills it to happen. Yeah, so I do, I would say practice tawakul, like, um, but in the beginning, what I do is that I will just keep on panicking and or stressing over it if I'm not panicking. Then once I calm myself down, um, I will go back to, you know, calming myself down and remembering that everything that happens is built by Allah, which is true like, because I've seen it happen for me, whereby, for example, I was looking for a school for my daughter 
And then uh, I was panicking that, oh, I, I was starting work soon. I couldn't find a school. And then suddenly there were three schools to choose from. So I had too many choices. Um, even for my husband, like um, he took like five times before he actually passed his exams. Uh, and there was a reason why that uh, it actually took him five times. Yeah, he, he almost gave up. But I told him that, you know, if you really want it, you work hard for it. But uh, at the end of the day, there's a reason why you failed. Ah. So when he finally passed, then he realized, oh, you know, yeah, actually there, there is, uh, um, I would say like hikma behind it. Ah. Uh, if he wasn't around, you know, things would have happened and like his family needed him at that point of time, but he didn't realize it. Yeah, he just like, oh, he keep like, oh, I keep failing this, you know, like he almost gave up. But yeah, um, I think like, it's important to, um, at the end of the day, that if it's not meant to be yours, it's not meant to be yours. So you, um, you should work for it. But at the end of the day, like, um, leave it to God if it's not meant for you. Does that make sense? So riding on what Mirta said about uh, when Allah puts you through like calamities and difficulties, He actually wants to bring you towards. Um, the greater good or towards goodness. Um, I was reading um, this post by Tafsir Tuesday um, that she uh, posted uh, about uh, the Tafsir class on uh, I think Surah Yusuf. So um, we all know the, the story of uh, Nabi Yusuf alayhi salam. Um, and the lesson that she put across was that um, the Ustazah explained that Allah never leaves his sincere servants alone, uh, in this case Nabi Yusuf salam, and save them whenever they are entangled in hardships. Um, he, he was in a well for like three days. Um, it feels like nothing is happening, but actually Allah is making things happen in the background. Like he made uh, the travelers lose their way and then he made them go another way. Uh, it, was, it was him who... who um, made them find that particular well and draw the water. It was him who made them um, uh, uh, save uh, Nabi Yusuf salam. So like, uh, Nabi Yusuf salam is not saying all this, but Allah is making making um, these things happen for him. So I think similar for us, uh, we might not see the, the goodness or uh, the hikmah behind uh, whatever difficulties that's happening. Um, to us, uh, it's difficult to see, uh, I mean, uh, because like when when you are going through difficulty, the only thing that you see is your difficulty, and then that's it. She also posted that um, one of the narrations said that there will be many servants who come to Allah on the day of judgment and they'll receive mountains of rewards. They didn't know where these rewards come from, so they asked the angels where. Uh, where these rewards come from? Uh, we have we've never done something. What is it? Uh, the angels replied, uh, "This is many of your du'a, um, which is not answered in the world. So I think we should continue to make du'a, um, especially so in hardship and especially so when we feel like, um, I mean, there will be times when we go through difficulty and then we make du'a and then like um, we feel um, for lack of better word like a, like abandoned because nothing is happening. But I think we need to so tawaka is just you know doing your part, um, making du'a." Um, and other efforts um, and then also trusting that Allah is doing something behind uh, something um, that you you don't you are not aware of and I, I think most cases um, we, we when we go through all these difficulties in life at the end of it we know that uh, we know that um, 
Allah has brought us through it and things usually work out anyway. And also this, this um, earlier today, I picked up this book called Show Up by Naima, Naima Robert. And um, I think it's quite, um, it's quite, it's quite apt for this um topic. Um, she's just saying that uh, we should show up despite all the uh difficulties and like if uh, I think the book is quite packed with good stuff lah. Um, even on the first um chapter already, she's saying that um there's this story about uh this couple who lost their child and the first thing they did was to sujud syukur. Um, so it left a lot of people puzzled. Why did they sujud syukur when their daughter just passed away? So they, they they told they told people that um they they took they made a decision to give thanks for their daughter's um life and the joy that they uh, she had brought them and the love that they shared with her and Allah allowed them to have her and to love and care for her. So um why should they not give thanks for this? So I think um also it's um part of our school to me is also like a change of mindset and in this case um showing up and like uh. Uh, and one way to to help yourself through it is uh, also through having uh, gratitude lah. Yeah. Thank you, Farah and Nat, for sharing your reflections. Um, in Surah At-Tawbah, verse hundred and twenty-nine, um, part of it, uh, part of it is sufficient for me is Allah. There is no deity except Him. On him I have relied, and he is the Lord of the Great Throne. So, with Tawakul, I'm curious how do you, um, how how do you actually, um, do you have any tips, uh, on having Tawakul? Yes, I. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe we uh let's hear from Ayn whether um just wondering whether do you have any tips. Um, for tawakul because I think it's not an easy thing to do. So um, I'm very sure that um, tawakul is not something that comes naturally to everyone and it is quite tough, quite challenging, especially when, you know, it's, you know, we tried so hard yet we are not seeing um, the results. So I'm just wondering whether do you have any tips on um, or anything that helps actually and you know when when you you know when you surrender to Allah and when you you know when you go through you know all this uh the, the whole the whole the whole motion of tawakul. Uh, okay. I think I haven't been through that type of hardship whereby I can vouch that these tips might work. Okay, <laughs> but uh the the okay as per my research, okay, there are thirteen ways for you to. Uh, uh, to 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 act upon and uh taking the means that uh these are the steps to show that you know you are showing reliance uh to Allah on Allah. The okay, first is the dua that we have covered. The second one is the firm resolve. So the Prophet wasallam was instructed by Allah. And when you have decided, then rely upon Allah. Indeed, Allah loves, loves those who rely upon Him. This verse arms us with confidence to proceed with the task ahead. So it allows one to remain focused on the goal and to maintain stability day after day. So keep moving at a steady speed and uh, do not be rocked by the waves. 
onto unsteady and undefined path. So basically, uh, tawakul closes the door to questions and doubts, to inaction, stress, and dissatisfaction with oneself and others. So you just drop the baggage that slows you down and busy yourself with good deeds to avoid wasting time and regret. So I think uh, this is a very important thing to follow the lead from our Prophet. Uh, next one is to trust in Allah that you will be forgiven. So um, make the prescribed daily dua for istighfar and which embodies the trust in Allah. The next one is uh, the five daily prayers which are a reminder and the fifth is the reality of the unseen. So basically, uh, we have covered on stories on Al Surah Al-Kaf. So these stories in Surah Al-Kaf, like each of the encounters of Mus Mus Nabi Musa salam, appeared to be the exact opposite of what was actually so. So uh, if you haven't listened to our old podcast, uh, please listen on to Surah Al-Kaf. Hopefully, that will give you the assurance that the tawakul that is shown in uh, the people involved in these stories. Uh, what comes from Allah is the truth and that which contains the greatest wisdom and good. This aspect of tawakul gives us the confidence and the ability to accept his decree as the best outcome, no matter how things may appear at the time. Uh, the next sixth step is the, the belief that yes, you can do it. So you have to find comfort that Allah will never burden you. If not in this life, but believe that the rewards will come. Like what Farah has mentioned earlier on. Uh, having the patience that we have covered a lot of times. Uh, gratitude. Uh, so... Allah's Messenger وسلم, said, Strange are the ways of a believer, for there is good in every affair of his, and this is not the case with anyone else, except in the case of a believer, for if he has an occasion to feel delight, he thanks God, thus there is good for him in it, and if he gets into trouble and shows resignation and endures it patiently, there is good for him in it as well. Uh, number nine, stay optimistic. Number 10, have a good opinion of Allah. Number 11, know that Allah loves you. Number 12, daily, uh, daily atka. The Prophet وسلم, has taught us a number of du'as to make at prescribed times throughout a 24-hour period as well as on specific occasions. So doing this daily regimen uh, hopefully serves as a frequent reminder to seek the protection of Allah. And lastly, number 13, which is zikr. So zikr that brings them tranquility. So with the remembrance of Allah, uh, you know that you know you have the utmost reliance on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay. Thank you, Ayn, for sharing. Anyone else have any, you know, what, what works for you? Uh, when it comes to tawakul? I think for me, um, macam establishing a connection with uh, Allah and then 
uh, I feel like after, uh, when, when, you, when you're doing that or in the process of doing that, uh, all of Ayn's uh, tips that she mentioned should come into play or like um, should fall together nicely. Um, like, like they always like to say, trust the process. So yeah, I think the top most important thing is to uh, establish the connection with Allah and everything else you can do um, easily, lah, hopefully. Maybe I got something to share because of what Farah shared earlier on regarding on uh, the couple who did, eh, not the couple, sorry, the people who received mountains of rewards because of their dua that was not answered. So actually, uh, this topic is very close to heart. Uh, when my father-in-law got sick, he had to amputate his leg, his left leg. And then after amputating his left leg, he got into another sickness. Uh, he had uh, rectal cancer. Then a few years later, then he had to amputate his right toe. At all these timings, uh, throughout these years, he never gave up on Allah. He prayed a lot and he made a lot of dua so that, you know, he was given strength and usually he will dua loudly. He will zikir loudly uh, because he prays in the living room. Then, you know, that got me thinking that you know, even though he didn't get his full wellness, like how he was when he was young, you no, know, I, I was assured, I'm reassured that, you know, his du'as all this time is, I hope that termakbul, uh, even even though it's not in this world, I hope it's dimakbulkan in the hereafter. Amin. Amin, amin. Uh, you know, when you know that you you talk about this, right? Um, I I I think I I I realize that you know just because we have been you know that we face calamity, uh, it doesn't mean that we should be sighing and you know being angry with Allah for you know for you know for choosing us you know to go through this this. Um, uh, this challenging period, this calamity. Um, actually, these are also tests by Allah. Um, um, so one of the ways for us to, you know, for it's also for you know for Allah to see, you know, it's also it's Allah's test to see whether we are grateful to Him. Um, and you know, hearing that you know your your father-in-law, you know, you know, despite all these tests that befell him, he, you know, he still did not give up. You know, he was still, he, you know, it got, it, it got him even closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, you know, it, it, it got me, you know, it, it touched, I won't say it touched my heart, but it got me thinking, you know, like for, for some, you know, that, does, it, does it mean that something has to befall us before, you know, we become, you know, before we get closer to him, before we, um, establish a relationship with Allah. So this is what Malays will say, menginsafkan lah. Yeah, so may Allah grant paradise for your father-in-law, Ayin, 
and hope he you know he is he is at peace with you know with whatever um that has happened to him so you know like sometimes when we make dua we we always we always um have this idea that it will happen that allah will definitely grant our dua but sometimes it is not answered because it's not the right moment or sometimes it doesn't happen at all because you know allah knows and yeah allah allah knows why it doesn't happen at all um there is uh i think there is a verse in surah al baqarah uh, number 216 um perhaps you hate a thing and it is good for you and perhaps you love a thing and it is bad for you and allah knows while you know not so um i think when we when we leave to allah we when we leave it to him when we tawakkul we surrender to him telling you know we surrender to him knowing that if it's good for us he will grant it to us at the perfect time but if it's not for us we redo and know that he knows what is best for us so yeah so i think um you know ultimately we should not you know we should not give up at all we you know we just um let you know let god you know let god take um you know let let god take over you know surrender to him with what we want so i also i think most importantly that we we also need to be sincere in our intentions when we ask dua from him when we make dua from him to ask for certain thing that we shouldn't we shouldn't have any ulterior motives especially i mean definitely we shouldn't have um ill thoughts about you know making um dua to you know to be to be you know to to make harm to someone you know the dua um should be of sincere intention of uh, of good intention and you know inshallah may allah uh, grant uh, the dua for you if not here uh, perhaps in the uh, in paradise uh, inshallah anything else not at sorry last one okay <laughs> I think I got mentioned before. Uh, I can't remember which podcast, but Allah does answer all your duas, but like three different answers: yes, I give you right now, or yes, much later, or yes, but uh, but something even better. Uh, so I think uh, it helps knowing this. Um, it sort of helped me to much um have more, um, uh, like more when I make dua is more mindful more, more with more intent and um macam like there is no um teraga-aga or like no doubt when when you make dua because like um I think when he allows you or when he moves you to make that dua means he wants to grant it for you ah because you know everything happens in with his permission well thanks everyone for sharing your thoughts and reflection for this week's session uh that's it for the discussion if you like to catch up on the other parts of this series check out our previous two episodes on spotify and apple podcast and if you like to also listen into the podcast episodes that we mentioned they are also on our podcast so if you love our content don't forget to subscribe to our quran journey on spotify or apple podcast we are on instagram as well same handle where we share our quran journaling mini book reviews and others till then stay safe be positive and test negative assalamualaikum